Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. Right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm joined by my other host, Karen. And today we're going to talk about A Day to Remember and Wage War. Uh, they put on a unique set uh, that we saw here in Chicago. The tour we saw was the reassembled acoustic theater tour. Uh, the show we saw was here in Chicago, like I said, at the Chicago Theater. It was December 12th, 2022. Uh, only one opener, like we said, Wage War. And the tickets were sixty nine fifty for the base ticket. And then twenty one ninety for fees, and then two nineteen in tax. This was a Live Nation event. Yeah, a presented event. I so I mean, say. that's your standard forty percent go fuck yourself fee. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, awesome. Um, you, I think you found out about this tour and wanted to go. I think that's how, you, yeah. how this came about, right? Yeah, yeah. So we found out about Wage War. Um, I think it was May of this year at the Hog Fest. Um, God, um, Godsmack was. Were they there for that? Headlining. Yep. Yep. That was the concert that we, uh, saw them for the first time. And ever since that day, I've, I mean, I've probably listened to Wage War almost every single day since then. Um, so I don't even know how I, I'm sure it was an ad on Facebook or something that, um, a day to remember when Wage War is doing this acoustic set at Chicago theater. And I'm sure I giggly like a little girl came and told you and said we were going. I didn't really care. <laughs> so it was definitely listed as an acoustic show. Yep. But it wasn't necessarily listed as a wage war acoustic show. No, no, that wasn't um, known at the beginning because um, it was called the Reassemble. Acoustic theater tour. Oh, okay, okay. So it did have acoustic With theater. With special and, guest wage war. Yeah, yeah. And wage war is... They have a mixture of songs, but some of them are very heavy with drops and, um, I don't know, you know, just heavier songs. And then they do have some acoustic or slower songs as well, or more melodic songs. Yeah, and before the show, I know we were speculating, but just between the two of us, like, is is Wage War going to do an acoustic set? Or are they going to do, like, a, a slower set, maybe just play some slower songs, maybe covers? Who, like... Not knowing, like, it was a special thing for A Day to Remember. How, then, is Wage War going to, like, act within that same construct? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, how's their music going to fit into right, the concert? Yeah. Right, right. So, like I said, we... we so, yeah, we, we just didn't know what it was going to be. Like, we just speculated between ourselves. Is it going to be acoustic? Is it not? That would be really cool if it would be an acoustic set. But a week before... This show? So no, early, it, early December? It was in November. Was it in November? Well, what? I guess I don't know what you're going uh, for. So I was going to say, all right. Because <laughs> there's a, one reason why I knew it was going to be acoustic ahead of time. Before the tour the started. Release. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, I think it was um, either, I think it was either the end of October or beginning of November, they posted Godspeed as an acoustic version. And I showed it to you, and I was like, "They're doing acoustic because oh. they have Godspeed on their Instagram." Yeah, and I still wasn't one hundred percent because just because they do one song acoustically doesn't mean they're going to do the entire set acoustically. But it was like a week before. I think it was a week before we were in Denver. I think right when the album dropped. when the album dropped. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. The new album came out. Yeah, so they had already started their tour at this point. 
the day of or the day before? Uh, it, was it was like super it, it soon. Was, it's the last week of November, so it was like four days before. But yeah. they, I mean, they'd done a couple shows already. Yeah, they did a couple shows, but they've released an all-acoustic album of just their other their songs they've released yep. previously, just acoustic versions. Yep. I think they called them like stripped versions. Yep, so it's the stripped album, and yep. it's um, just all... Um, how many songs are on there? 12? 11, I think. 11? Including... Johnny Cash? Yeah, yeah, 11 total. Okay, so then 10 of them are their songs, and then one of them is a cover of... Folsom Prison Blues. Yes, Folsom Prison Blues. So yeah, when that came out, I was like, all right, yeah, sure. They're 100% going to do a whole acoustic set, um, and these are going to be the songs they use, these songs here. Mm-hmm. And you were a little disappointed once you saw the songs on the album, I think. Yeah, there was a couple songs that... I guess, okay, let me go back. Uh, I figured also that those are probably the only songs that they're going to play because they're the acoustic versions. But there was a couple songs on there that I was a little disappointed weren't on there. But also I can kind of understand that they might not be like able to what? do acoustic versions. Um, like Manic, Low, I'm trying to think of other songs. There's a lot of songs that I wish that they would have played. But, I mean, obviously, we've talked about this. With, um, I mean, Wage War doesn't have that large of a catalog, but you still can't play every song of your catalog at a concert. No, you can't, right. Um, but Manic was the one that I was like, oh, man. The main like, one. Yeah, like, we won't hear that. And that's off their last album? Yeah. This the, is off the Manic album, The right? Manic, yeah. It's not technically their last album anymore because Stripped is their but last album. But I mean album. before this, yes, yeah. yeah. The album that dropped in 2021. But Manic and Low are the two songs that I really wish that they would have played at the concert. And then they didn't play one of them on the album, but we can talk about that when we talk about the music. Yeah, yeah. I feel I'm, like we're jumping ahead. <laughs> we are. I mean, we were talking about how we got into this this tour. Um into the show. So, I mean, going into it, we knew both sets were going to be an acoustic sets. What were your thoughts going into it, knowing that? Knowing that they're both acoustic? Yeah. Like, like were you excited to hear I an was. all acoustic set? Like, what were your thoughts? Yeah. So, kind of like going into Apocalyptica, um, I was just excited to kind of see how they were going to do this, like, what it was going to turn into. Because, like, Obviously, like, we listened to the album a few times. I listened to it a few times anyways. We the listened. stripped album? Yes. Okay. So I knew the sound or whatever, but, like, I didn't know how it was going to be. So it's, like, one of those things that's, like, the unknown. So you're kind of excited to go into it. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I was I was excited, too. Um, acoustic sets are really unique and fun, especially when you have, like, a harder band or harder music that you're now translating into this sort of slower tempo tempo um sort of framework and vibe and whatnot right with the acoustic approach so i was super intrigued to see how it was gonna yeah. turn out and look yeah, me and too. we'll get into that a little bit later but as we also said it was at the chicago theater which is like right downtown right off the l um what are the streets state and lake state and lake right 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 yeah, State and Lake. So just a couple blocks north, you have the river, and then you're in like the heart of the business district downtown. And the building itself is pretty, pretty iconic. You usually have that that marquee that you usually see. 
And we were standing in line, and you noticed across the street was a, I don't know what news channel it was, but... um, ABC, ABC, yeah. Yeah. And they're filming, like, right at ground level. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see them film and everything. Through the window, they're interacting with the people on the street. Eh, Were they? Kind of cool. I saw one of the hosts, like, wave to a couple of the kids as they walked by. Oh, I didn't see that. I was like, I just figured they were working and... Yeah, so not, like, super interactive, but at least acknowledging, like, the little kids and whatnot. Okay. So, I mean... Iconic building. We'd never been there. A lot of the stuff that comes through is comedy. There's a lot of comedy uh, events at that, that that theater. And then in terms of music, there's like Van Morrison's played there. He played there a few years ago. I think um, John Mellencamp's coming next year to play there. So it's classic rock and kind of bluesy and, you know, old school rock type bands that go there. Not really metal bands that you see at this at this particular theater. No, it's not really a setup for like a metal band. It's not. And when you get in there, it is like a typical theater. Like if you're going to see a play or a ballet or opera, whatever you're going to see that you would expect a theater to be, this is what it is. Um, Very ornate building. Once we got in, it was a lot smaller than I expected it to be. Oh, really? The lobby was tiny, I felt like, and yeah. very cramped. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's three levels to the lobby, so I think that kind of... That's true. But everybody helps. comes through that first door. They do, yeah. And yeah. I think that was also the issue, is because you're coming through that first door, then you have your ticketing, that you're like scanning your tickets to get into the door. Then on your right, you have a coat check and merch, and on your left, you have a couple bars. And so... And, like, straight ahead of you is, like you said, the stairs to go up to those three levels. And it just felt very cramped because everybody was trying to get in and try to, like, do their thing. Either drop their coat off, get their merch, or get a quick drink, right? Mm -hmm. So it just felt very cramped when you first get in. And then as you're sort of wandering around, um, also just felt very, very cramped and crowded. Like, and I'm not saying that as a bad way, just, like, you're trying to get through the crowd and it's, it didn't seem to flow that well to me at first when you first get in. Yeah. But then as people settled in, did their thing and, you know, as things sort of, sh- as things sort of sifted itself out or sort of mellowed down, it got a lot better. Um, but I do like just how ornate and everything in the building. I, I really liked the vibe. Yeah. That. Yeah. I liked I mean, yeah, like you said, we had never been there before, so we were kind of taking it all in, and I even said, like, oh, can we, like, walk around a little bit just to kind of see everything? And I think, this is going to sound crazy, but I think the basement is, like, my favorite part. Well, maybe not the basement basement, but, like, um, the lower level. Um, So you walk down the stairs, and it's just, like, this long hallway, and then on either end there's, like, a women's restroom and then a men's restroom on the other side. But I don't know what it was about being down there, but I just felt like it was old timey and um, I don't know. I just enjoyed that area, like with the seats on the edge and everything. Yeah, on, on like one of the walls, there were yeah. like padded seats that you can just kind of hang out on. Yeah, and whatnot. yeah. And the staircases going down were really cool. Yeah, I mean it's old style, like they're all sort of swooping staircases. Yep. Um, yeah. That sort of just you know spiral downwards. Yeah, I wouldn't really say spiral, but they go down and then out. Yeah, but I mean, they, they had that like that curve that you okay. like walk down in a half circle or quarter circle, whatever it is. But okay. yeah, okay. not like a corkscrew straight up staircase. No, um, yeah, the basement was fun. We when we were down there once again, like you said, there's 
on one side was the women's restroom on the other side was the men's restroom a couple bars in there in between that and that long hallway but on the other side also we, we went down on i think i am i'm all confused now i think if you're looking at the stage it would have been stage left and you go down there and there's like women's restroom and on, all the way on stage right is the men's restroom in this basement area but we did find also they had this like little roped off room for chase card holders because apparently this Chicago theater is also sponsored by chase and we have a chase credit card. So we just like ask, like all we have to do is show you our credit card and we go in. Well, they said like, if you have, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, how do you prove this? Do I just have to show you my card? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's all you have to do. And like, even that you gave them your first name and last name. And that's it. No yeah. other information. Did you actually show him your card? I didn't. No, I just gave him my, I was like, yep, I have one. I was trying to pull it out, but then she's like, oh, I, I trust you, but what's your name? And then yeah, told her. Because I was thinking then, like, that doesn't look up who I am because I didn't give any other additional information. There's yeah. got to be a, so many other Brian's out there. Yeah. And you didn't have to give your name at all either. Because no. <laughs> you're allowed a you. guest. Yeah. Um, I did go back later and... People were checking in and did the same thing, first name, last name. And she's like, and this is your guest here? And like, yep, yep, that's my guest. And gave them each wristbands like they gave us. You go in and it's sort of this tiered seating. They have steps that you climb up and there's different levels of seats, but they all have like giant couches that you can yeah. sit in. It reminds me of like a small speakeasy or like comedy club type I was, thing. I was going to say it seemed like a very, very small, basically a... A smaller version of the of, of a theater. Sure. Same thing you're saying, I think. But like down in the middle where the stage would be, that's your bar. So you have, it was kind of weird that everybody's sitting there looking straight at the, the bar. bar. Yeah. And like watching them work. That's why I th thought it was more like a small comedy club or something because it's like just how the seats are facing. I just feel like it's more that type of atmosphere than like a bar atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. And we walk in, and there's somebody named Chase, and it's his birthday. And we just start singing happy birthday to this guy as we walk in. Um, I didn't sing. <laughs> I'm a party pooper. Yeah, you hate people, so. <laughs> um, I thought that was just fun. People are just sitting there having a good time. Free soda and water, and they even had, like, snacks. You can get, like, this little bucket of, like, uh, crackers, cheese, fruits. Yeah. They're I like, think there's like a little cake thing in there. Yeah, like the little lunch things that you buy at like Starbucks. Which would have been nice to know because when we were on the other side, we bought a beer and a water or yeah. a, a soda and had to pay for the soda out there. It's like, shit, if we would have known, we would have saved a few bucks. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the beers were the same price in there, so whatever. Um, Yeah, that was a cool little little area. I kind of liked that, that loungy yeah. thing. I'm really curious because I know I got ads after... We already bought tickets, but I kept getting ads on Facebook that were like, Chase preferred seating, um, like purchase your tickets, Chase preferred seating. And I don't know where the Chase preferred seating would be because um, it seemed like when we bought our tickets, you could buy tickets anywhere. Well, we also didn't go through like a Chase link or anything like that. I wonder if you have to go through like there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know where the preferred seating is because I felt like when... You bought tickets, you could buy them anywhere. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like it was blocked off of like, yep. you can't buy these seats or whatever. 
So I don't know if it's really a thing or if it's just them trying to advertise to buy tickets through them. Or, yeah, even that, or it's just like they have a limited number of seats up front that only Chase members can buy. Maybe. I thought I saw somewhere also that Chase members could, there's like a special entrance they can go into, like their own designated line for the door. Yeah, I thought so. Um, That'd be kind of cool. I mean, the line was not bad. Yeah, I didn't look into it. It seemed like a lot of, like, I guess it didn't seem like a lot of work. It was just I was lazy and didn't want to look into it because I figured the lines would not be bad. They really aren't ever. And this one really wasn't either. No, no. It was slow, but. It was a little slow. Yeah. um, I mean, it's not, so, I mean, we could talk about going in, but, I mean, it was the standard go through a metal detector, take everything out of your pockets. It seemed like they were doing extra screening if, something beeped or whatever but it's just a normal metal detector and then you walk to scan your tickets in the next line but i felt like the the process of going through the metal detector was very slow it was just like i don't i don't know if they're just not used to the whole process i'm sure that they do metal detecting for most shows there but it was like one person would stand on one side the guy would hand you a bin for you to put your phone and wallet they would push that to the other side. You'd walk through, you'd grab it, and then walk on. But I just felt like that was so slow. See, and I, it, I thought it was a little slow as well, and I thought it was more towards the guy on the door side filling the basket and handing it on the other side of the metal detector. I don't think he was in any rush whatsoever. He was oh, very... Yeah. yeah. He's going to be there all night, so He seemed wish? like he was busy talking to someone else or doing something else because, like, there were, he had all the bins in one hand, and then I think you were waiting for a bin. He's like, oh, and then he fumbled to, like, pull the Tupperware apart to yeah, give you yeah. one. That's the thing. They're not, like, bins, like, normal bins that you use. They were, like, food containers. Like Tupperware, like, yeah. Yeah, like, lad containers from the grocery store. <laughs> Which, cool, whatever. Like, it works, but. Yeah, it, so, I mean, I think he was a bit of the bottleneck for, in my yeah, opinion. Because yeah. even when I went through. The other individual just handed me my stuff and said, here, have a good night. <clears throat> then when you got through that, you I think you went through another set of doors. Because that's like your yeah. atrium area, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you had the old school ticket booths yep. set up. Um, and I think there was a bottleneck there as well. Because you, people were fidgeting to get their tickets off their phone or something and then scan. I mean... Honestly, there was no bottleneck. I was ready to walk up, but I was waiting for you to get your ticket out, and then you went three lines down to scan your ticket. Well, I was confused because, like, right there also, it was the coat check, and I thought that was the line for coat check, and that's where I was really confused. It's like, I don't know where to do your ticket. Maybe you do your ticket further on oh, in. I guess. So I, I didn't notice they were, I didn't see that they were scanning tickets right there. Yeah. I mean, they were ready for us to scan our tickets as soon as we got in there, so there was no ba- bottleneck or no oh, okay. backup. Yeah. I That goes back to, like, it seemed very congested because, like, I thought that was the coat check line. There was a yeah. mass of people just standing there. I saw the giant coat check, cho- coat check sign, and I was like, oh, that's what this is. This is coat check. I, we don't need coat check. I'm going to move out of the way so people behind us can get into this oh, area. Oh, I see. I don't understand what you were doing. And right then, then scan and then go forward. And then yeah. when I tried to go forward, that's when I noticed there were, like, six people just standing there with little their little – iPhone things out scanning tickets. I was like, oh, okay, here's what's going on. Yeah. I thought maybe you thought it was coat check because all the employees were wearing like standard theater attire. And so by the doors, obviously it's 
cold because it's like 30 degrees out and they're um they had like instead of coats they had like cloaks yeah the cloaks so i thought maybe you saw that person and just was like oh they're not an employee or they're not doing tickets or something no, no, it was definitely the crowd and the sign. And then I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to move out of the way for people behind me who want to utilize this service. Oh, okay. we're, we talked about it. We weren't going to do coat check. We were just going to sit on our. Yeah, we had seats. So, I mean, everybody had seats. Yeah, and, and we kind of knew it wasn't going to be the kind of show that you are going to be standing the entire time. So yeah. let's just throw our coats on our seats, sit on them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Other than like just wandering around, experiencing all of that, we found our seats, kind of sat down and just, you know, sat there, hung out. We did? At the end, after after the lounge, we went up. And oh, well, we got merch, though. The first thing we did was got merch. Yeah, we got merch. I guess that's true. We did get yeah. merch. Uh, did you want to talk anything about getting merch? Um, it was fine. It was very congested right there. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm assuming it's a normal, like, quote-unquote, merch area. Like, for whatever. I mean, normally you can buy souvenirs or whatever at any type of show. Um, like I'm thinking Nutcracker. I keep going back to like the Nutcracker because that's the other In show that we theater. always see. Yeah. It's at a different theater, but it's similar type show where they have like the little souvenirs or you can buy like the little booklets or whatever. So I'm assuming that area where the merch was, was a normal merch area, but they had it like snaked off and then like we walked through and then they like snaked it off again or roped it off, I should say, but like where you're going. Yeah, they had the the queue like going yeah, out. Yeah, and we got to the end of it, and they realized, oh shit, there's a lot more people. So yeah, they added there's on. a shit ton of people going to buy merch. You like, gotta add a f- yeah. few more loopy loops here. Yeah, that almost made me feel like I mean, because we're used to standing in line for merch and like used to merch lines and stuff. But I felt like the employees there weren't. So I don't know if other events that we've never been to an event there. So I don't know what other events for like souvenirs or merch would be like. But um, and then the one thing that irritated me was there was a guy just standing in the middle of the line and I get what he was doing I really do but he was just like uh step up like get your credit card out get your cash out like we'll get you out of the line as soon as possible it's like all these fucking people here have stood in merch lines more often than you think and like we know how to do merch lines like you don't have I get it I get it like it was just it was frustrating to me like, yeah, he was definitely there to like help speed it along. Yeah, because yeah, he was he wasn't necessarily at the he was in the standing middle. in the middle. He was at the end of the line, like before. So he was at like the area. So it's like the lines snakes through. Yeah, and then you get to an area where there's like four or five cashiers. So he was right there in the middle, telling people like to move. <laughs> yeah, that's he, what I meant by the middle. Gotcha. Yeah, he was at the end of the line. And then as a register or as an employee or as a spot was open, he would then direct you and say, go down to one, two, three, or four. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, we're all adults. We've all been in merch lines before. We know what we're doing. And I get, like you said, his point of just, like, trying to speed things up. And just to, like, tack on to the end of what you were saying or on top of it is usually when somebody's done in the register – I can help the next customer over yeah. here. I can help the next person here. And that person up front is watching. And if they're not watching, the person behind them is yeah. watching. And like, hey, over here, let's go. Yeah. So like that position or that job he was doing definitely was not needed. Right, right. Like I'm sure he was told to do that. So he's doing it. Um, but also he kept saying like, we'll get you out of here as quick as possible. We'll get you out of here as quick as possible. It's like, 
it's seven oh five right now. Like the concert doesn't start till eight. That's true too, right? Like you have an hour to be in merch, unless his job was to get people out of merch and then buy drinks from the venue because the merch money probably goes to the bands hopefully all goes to the bands hopefully they don't take money out of it i think they do take money out of it there's not every venue does though no not every venue does you're right there's definitely a i don't know i think it's more common now i think it's probably every venue probably does do that yeah at least a cut depending on what size that cut is is probably what varies yeah yeah i don't know the the merch line process was pretty standard for me uh, I do agree it was very congested right there, especially when going around that corner. Because then as soon as you went around that corner, there was a bar that yeah. had its own line now yeah. snaking out. Yeah. I, I just think the whole congestion part comes from um, the old building. Like, the, it's not really made. Like, now when you go into, um, I don't even know what the theater is that we see in Nutcracker, but they've, like, that lobby is huge. And so you can... Like, instead of having little hallways, which is what the Chicago Theater has, is, like, hallways to get you, you everywhere. It's just a one open area. So, I think more modern buildings has the open area where the older buildings have um, more separated spaces and stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely designed better for, you know. For large crowds. Large crowds and events like that where you plan to sell merch. I think what this was built in like the 1800s at some point. Uh, I thought it was, but it was 1921, actually. When it was built, or was yeah. that when, oh interesting? 1921. I th- I thought it was built yeah in like the 1800s. So, um, yeah, definitely built way after that. I thought it was. But I mean, even then, like I don't think I don't know, but I would assume you're not going to have a lot of patrons to your theater buying t-shirts of the theater you went to. I don't <laughs> no, think that was the thing back then. <laughs> no, no. So. Well, and also uh, um, a lot of the bars that they had were kind of um, set up booths. Right. They were like the temporary booths. Yeah. Yeah. Set up. So it was definitely, I mean, maybe they're up all the time now, but like in say the 1920s, they probably weren't thinking about having bar setups in those hallways as well. Right, you're right, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, like you said, we found our seats, went down, checked out the lounge area, the basement area. We didn't go upstairs. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, we could go up the stairs, but I don't know if you could go in, like, the doors to, like, check out the balcony at all or whatever because, like, they, every single door had a person standing there and they wanted to know what your ticket was. Um, Later on in the concert, they didn't, but right at the beginning, they did. Yeah, and I viewed that more as, I mean, maybe. It wasn't as bad as Tenley Park, where they're like, you can't come into this Oh, right, 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 right. I need to see your ticket. Yeah. Um, They definitely felt like, you seem lost. Where are you going? Let me help you get to your spot. Versus gatekeeping of like, you're not allowed in this section. Let me see a ticket type thing but i don't know we didn't go up there we didn't try it like you said so well even when we went in our door because we were in aisle six i think that was the door but like the lady was like oh where are you at and i'm like we're okay because and that's what i said was we're okay and like i think you said like uh something about like you told me already we're in row k or whatever i was like well i understand how this works and i was saying we're okay because i kind of just wanted to like leisurely walk in take in the view and stuff i don't want to be like this is my seat i have to sit in the seat um, 
and she then asked you like what's your ticket oh i did also ask her though like where's roquet and then she's like, I need to see oh, your ticket. Oh, I didn't know that you did that. I did ask her. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> I told her we're okay. And then you, or then she said that she needed to see your ticket. Maybe I think when I heard you say okay, I thought I heard we're okay. Oh, no, I said we're okay. Yeah. But I understand how that could sound like we're okay. And then she said something and I was like, uh, we're in we're okay. And she's like, I need to see your ticket. Because I think she also didn't understand what we were saying back and forth. Yeah. So then she's like, oh, let me see what ticket you have. And then I can... I can read it and I don't have to decipher what you people are saying to yeah. me. But like, I honestly just wanted to kind of like leisurely walk in and not necessarily be like, here's your seats. Now sit down, which nobody ever said that, yeah. but I don't know. I just wanted to yeah, find our own seats. But I mean, I, I bet we could have walked up there and got in oh, and even just possibly. told them like, Hey, yeah. we're already down. We're down there. We know our seats are. We just want to see what the view's like from up yeah. here. Yeah. And we probably would have been easily, yeah, we probably could have. Got it. I also thought I heard somebody say there's another merch table or another merch stand so somewhere. I heard that when we were getting in line. They said that we have three merch stands, but I know that she said one is downstairs and there was not a merch stand downstairs. There wasn't, right. Um, so I don't know if she was thinking bars. Maybe bars, maybe like she thought she was on the second floor. Or like I don't. Maybe. I, like Do you that, think there was more merch upstairs? So I'm wondering, like, if we would have gone upstairs, if they would have found more merch. And, yeah. But I don't know. Um, if we ever see a show there again, it would be fun to uh, definitely go up to those yeah. other levels and check them out to see what the things yeah. are like. See, especially, especially see what the, the stage is like and see what you can see from up there. Yeah. Yeah, I know when you first found out about this show, you looked at tickets, or at least I thought you looked at tickets, and you were telling me the prices were, like, over $100 for, for tickets. In the general area we were sitting, and I went back and got the tickets we got for seventy bucks, but the balcony seats were a little cheaper, and I can't remember what the price was. And I know we saw Hamilton a few years ago, and we were in the balcony, and the balcony I thought those seats sucked, but they were the cheapest tickets and like the only tickets you could buy. Or Hamilton, or at least yeah. the only reasonable tickets. But it was a different theater as well. It was a different theater, yeah. But that experience has sort of like shied me away from going to balconies of theaters we've never been to or oh, seen okay. a show from. Okay. Because I did not enjoy that experience as much. I mean, in in 2016, I saw Book of Mormon by myself due to you being stuck in New York. And I was in the balcony, and it was absolutely fine. But I don't even remember what theater that was. Paramount, maybe? Or whatever that one is. Yeah, I don't know. But it was fine. There was no issue. I mean, I've yeah, that's what I'm saying is I've been to balconies and seen shows from balconies, and they're fine. Yeah. And then I've been to someone that's like, this is not that great. Yeah. I'm glad we weren't in the balcony, i got to say. But well, that's, that's what I was going to say is, like, for the price difference and maybe the view would have been just as good, if not maybe a yeah. little better. I don't know. Yeah. Especially if you get, like, the first row on the balcony or one of the first yeah. two rows. That's hard to do, though. It is, yeah. But, I mean, if you're lucky enough and can. I I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this theater seemed like, we didn't go up there and take a look, but this theater seemed like there were no bad seats. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. I mean, there's no, like, poles or anything either in the theater, so. There really isn't, no. Like, you yeah. don't, you're not sitting behind a pole. The balconies are sort of just yeah. there. Because, like, where the Nutcracker's been the last few years, 
well, probably every year since we've been here, there's like a couple poles downstairs, like as you go up. Yep, holding up the balconies. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or pillars, I should say, not poles. But I don't remember <coughs> looking up tickets and seeing Oh, I remember for... you. Yeah, I thought we were in like a car mm-hmm. somewhere, driving somewhere, traveling somewhere. Um, and I looked them up? Yeah, because you were super excited and wanted to go to it because it was wage war. Okay. Um, I remember looking up Book of Mormon and those were expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I swear it was this show, and mm. it seemed to deflate you a little bit that it was like, oh, they're over a hundred dollars for, for this. Oh, I didn't. I wouldn't have cared. I would have paid hundred dollars for it. Maybe, but I mean, I don't know. I I guess I don't have that memory. So yeah, I, I do. So okay, okay, whatever it is, what it is. Um, so yeah, awesome venue to see a show. Um, glad we finally got to see something there. I think you said this few episodes ago or whenever you said it in a past episode about Red Rocks of we need to find a particular type of show to see at that venue. And I think this is a, another prime example of that, that not every show fits into this venue. And this particular show, as we'll discuss, I think fit really well into this venue. So let's get into the first band then, Wage War. Um, I know you were super excited to see them. I was super excited. And so were you just excited to see them because it's Wage War, or were you excited to see them because you knew it was going to be an acoustic set, a little bit of both? Like what particular, like what exactly were you most excited for, I guess? I was excited just to see Wage War. Um, I think this year they became my favorite band, well, one of my favorite bands. So um, it, I'm just excited to see them whenever I can. Um, we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that we found them this year during Hogsfest. Um I think that was May of this year, um, not 100% sure, or June maybe, but um, they opened for Godsmack um, yeah, in definitely, Milwaukee. Definitely May, early May. May, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Well, I knew next year was May, so I just assumed that this year is May. But, um, and I remember, I mean, when they played Circle the, um, Circle the Drain at Hogsfest, like, I knew I was going to listen to them a lot. And then we just happened to be in Denver um, for corn, and I just happened to Google things to do in Denver, and a Three Days Grace concert came up, and we bought the tickets for Three Days Grace, and then I went to look for, like, where the venue was or something, and I saw that Wage War was opening, and I was super excited to see them again. That was something we didn't even know about until one o'clock in the afternoon that we were going to go that night. So, um, and then seeing that they were going to be in Chicago for this set, I was super excited. Yes. We've only seen them three times this year, right? Yeah. Only seen them three times this year. I don't really remember that much from Hogsfest. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that's not ringing a bell with me and seeing them at Hogsfest. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. I mean, I, do you re- honestly not remember them at Hogsfest? Not really, no. I remember... Where did you think we saw them? I don't know. But I just... I don't know. I remember Three Days Grace and Godsmack for sure. The first band we walked in, I uh, don't remember whole... We yeah, only heard like two songs. Yeah, I don't remember who that is. So then they played right after them. And then it was um, In Flames after them. No, it was Asking Alexandria. Oh, okay, so... I think you're getting the concerts um, confused because In Flames was with um, Iron Maiden and... Or not Iron Maiden, sorry. Oh, were they? I just did what you always do. 
um, was with Megadeth and um, Lamb of God. Okay. All right. Then, yeah, because that was like the very next day, wasn't it? Or? Uh, sure. I don't know the dates there, but it was, they were very close together. Oh, it might have been the very next day because we drove from Milwaukee <laughs> down to. Yeah. Um, yep, that's what it was. Because those were the two concerts. We went there to Hogsfest. Uh, that must have been like a Friday night after work. Yep, yep, it was. And then drove from there to Peoria. Peoria, yeah, that's the town. And saw, you're right, Lamb of God, Megadeth, Trivium, and Inflames. Yes, yep. So, okay, I remember yeah. them now. I'm, I, You're right, I was getting those two mixed up. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't know who the openers were. We didn't put them on our set list because we only heard, like you said, like we only heard like two songs. And that was Rage War, and then Asking Alexandria, Three Days Grace, and Godsmack. Right, right, right. Yeah. I remember saying, um, when Rage War got done, I remember saying to you, like, I can't wait until they headline their own show. And so far, we haven't seen them as a headliner yet. They have one show that they're, they've announced that they're headlining, which this will probably go up after that, but it was in January. Yeah, that's like a hometown show, right? Yep. yep. January twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right before they go on the boat rock. The ship rock. Ship rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the weekend before. So it's like let's get one show in real quick before we go on the cruise. Yeah. Um it's a hometown show, so that'd be fun. Uh but yeah, I knew I knew we had seen them before. We saw Three Days Grace, or before we saw them with Three Days Grace. I know we had saw them the one time. other time. Yeah, I, mean, I technically, couldn't remember exactly when. Yeah, technically we saw them with Three Days Grace before also, because Three Days Grace opened for Godsmack, so they're with them both times. But Right. All right, yeah, now I remember, I remember, because it was yeah. like, oh, maybe that was all part of one tour or something, but I don't think it was. No, 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 I think. Um, maybe. maybe it was gearing up, because, I mean, the one in Denver was the last show of yeah. that tour. Yeah, it was, so, hmm. That's interesting. I wonder. I, that seems like a really long tour, though, for right now, because that would have been May to August. Yeah, four month tour. Yeah, they aren't. I mean, people aren't really touring that long. No, right people are doing a lot of shorter one to two months tour. Yeah. I mean, the one Slipknot, maybe, but with Not Fest, but they did that as part of two legs. Yeah, and same with Megadeth and Lamb of God. They did two legs of theirs. Yeah. As well. So. Hmm, interesting. But yeah, I, I remember that. And. When we walked in and got our seats, they had the set, the stage already set for them. And just a backdrop and drum kit and a bunch of seats and yep. some instruments on the stage. Yeah. Maybe there were, I can't remember if there were instruments. I didn't know. Yeah, there were, there were there. guitars okay. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some like black pillars scattered here and there on the stage, which would later be their backlighting. Black pillars. Just like black columns. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I guess I didn't know someone. The lights weren't on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I saw them when we were there. Um, but those just became the lighting for the yeah. stage. And it was, you know, behind them. they turn on different colors, white mainly, and then maybe some blues and reds here and there. Which is very reminiscent of the Denver show. Which was, once again, another complaint that I had about that show, which is very similar to this show, is that was just, I don't like that setup of the light directly behind the band shining out into the crowd. 
it gets too bright and it, I don't I don't like that. I don't like the silhouette look. I yeah, I don't like that. It did, they didn't do it a whole lot this time, a lot less than they did at Denver. But when they did do it, I noticed it and it was kind of off-putting for me personally. Yeah. I remember you saying that when we recorded the corn episode for Denver and um, cuz we talked about 3 Days Grace or that concert cuz we kind of tacked it on. But um I honestly don't remember that being an issue in Denver. But then again, I was just enjoying the music. I wasn't really, I wasn't really watching the lights. So, and this time I, I thought the lights were very, very well done for the setup and for the acoustic and to do more of like a, I don't want to use the word shadowy silhouette. I think you used the word. I think that that went very well with the music and with the performance and the setup and everything. I mean, the lighting outside of those columns was really good that they would shoot out under the audience and it would be like the rotating thing and whatnot. I did think that was kind of cool. Just when those columns went up and it was like the white light, really bright. Um, I just don't like it. I, I don't like, I tend to focus on that. Um, then it takes me a few seconds to have my eyes readjust back into look at the crowd or the back up to the band. I just, I don't enjoy that at all. Okay. Um, so that was one thing I did know. But like I said, it was a lot less intrusive than it was at Denver, I thought. Yeah. But it could have been where we were sitting, too, because we were kind of like upwards by the doors of the first section. Yeah. Um, or the bottom section, I should say, not the first section. Um, so maybe if we were sitting where they called it the pit area, which was just chairs sat down or chairs set up right there. Um, that might have been a little bit different because then the lights probably were shining like right on you. So, yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, something that we didn't mention is before the performance happened, they requested that you do not take pictures or video of the band or the set. Um, generally, we take a few pictures, or you take a few pictures. I generally take a short video for um, our Instagram. However, we respected that and did not take photos of the band or the performance or record anything. I, yeah, I took a photo of each set before yep, it started yep, yep. and the marquee and then the rest of our Instagram is just photos of the building and yeah, cool shit yeah, around the yeah. building. So the ornate um, statue of the building that Brian was talking about earlier. So um, so unfortunately, we can't say check out the set on Instagram because we don't have anything. But, um, but yeah, we didn't mention that before even getting into the bands is that they requested that a lot of people respected that for wage war, but not so much for um, a day to remember. But it's not like people are coming around and like taking your phones or telling you to stop either. So yeah, they weren't, they were, I mean, they were still far fewer than I would expect. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I would agree. But even when wage war came on there, I saw an usher, walk down to show somebody where their seat was and somebody had their phone like super high up and the usher didn't say anything to them. They just yeah, kept walking. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I saw somebody who was sitting like in the third row of the pit area recorded the entire concert. Oh really? Yep. I, I could see their um, phone like propped up just right. And like the entire wage war and the entire um, a day to remember set. So why don't we, why don't we get into the, get into the, um, so why don't we get into some music then? Like, I know you were super excited to see this. 
you mentioned it. The album came out. There's like 11 tracks on it. They played nine for this set list. So all but two tracks. One of them was Folsom Prison Blues. They didn't play. And what was the other one? Uh, Grave. Grave. Okay. But everything else basically on that album they played for this concert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think they could have played Grave, but there was a lot of talking in between every single song. Yeah, every song had a little, yeah, like a little chat yeah. thing afterwards. Like each one of the members said, you know, thank you for being here. How special it was to be in Chicago theater, how um, ornate it is, and how they don't belong in Chicago theater. Which sometimes going to theaters, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, I don't feel like I belong here. But um, yeah, so I mean, they could have added one more song, in my opinion. But we've talked about that before when bands talk instead of playing music. So I don't know what the decision was there. Um, I really don't know. But um, also, I didn't know what the um, album tracks were. But during the middle of it, I was like, are they just going down the album? Because that would have really sucked if that's what they did. And they didn't. They no, they didn't. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Th- I I didn't, I didn't know what the album tracks were. So we only listened to it on Spotify. Well, it's only out on Spotify. Well, out on digital, I guess. Because I think the album actually is released on um, March 23rd. Physical copies Like of physical it. copies, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you can listen to it digitally. But. Um, so yeah. Uh, should we go through the set list? I mean, if you want, if you want, this is this is your one of your favorite bands, if not your favorite. So, I mean, if you want to go through the set list and talk about it, great. The one thing I will say, like you said, they came out and did a little spiel about every little song. Um, two things they said. One of them, I'm, I'm hoping this is them. I hope it wasn't a day to remember <laughs> about how. The band, the drummer or somebody, or the bassist, I can't remember who it was. The um, bassist, yeah. When they first No, I think played, it was one of the guitarists. Yeah, wh- yeah, whoever. Yeah. When they first played it live, or whenever, there was some show they played live and the song was on there. Yeah. And he didn't play a single note right or something. Yeah. Yeah, so that's <clears throat> Hurt. Okay. Um. So they were saying, like, when they played in either South Carolina or North Carolina, it was, like, the first show of the... Of, um, I think the Manic Tour, I think he was saying. I'm not really sure. Honestly, I don't remember the whole spiel. But, um, but so they were coming out to play the encore. But before playing the last song, they played Hurt. And then they played whatever they played for their last song. So, and that was the song that he did not play one single note correct. <laughs> and they were just like fucking around with them. Like, yeah. He did it for the whole song, and after like thirty seconds, you figured he was would have stopped, and and he just kept going. He just kept going. Like I'm just gonna do my own thing over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of funny and fun to see. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They all. I mean, their little banter back and forth was fun. I mean, it makes it seem like that they have a lot of fun together, and they, yeah, you know, like they really enjoy all their time that they've been touring together and everything. And then the other thing is their album before Manic Pressure. Mm-hmm. They were basically saying like that album allowed us to open up an experiment, which led us to do things like this, yeah. this acoustic yeah. set. Um, and they're like, "Thanks for enjoying that." 
Uh, thanks for coming here and letting us just experiment and have fun with something that we don't typically do. Um, which I love. I love when bands do shit like that and do experiment and, and feel like they, they have that room to play around and do things new and unique and just, like I said, experiment. Um, so it's really cool to hear them say like that we set out to do that and we're glad you appreciated it. Yeah. And we're continuing to grow and experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, so I'm glad that they said that about um, pressure because when listening on, like we don't have any of the records, um, but when listening on Spotify, like um, blueprints is so much heavier than songs on pressure and even some songs on manic. So you even said that you feel like their live set, not accounting this acoustic version, but like the live set in um, Denver was a lot heavier than what their music sounds like on um, Spotify. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure that out because, I mean, obviously their music is heavy. They have some super heavy stuff. They have some super not so heavy stuff. They're ballady type stuff, right? Like, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out because their live set, they just bring so much energy to the to the set. Okay. And yeah. the performance on the stage. And that could be part of it, right? <clears throat> Is that I'm picking up the energy they have that then feeds into the crowd that just makes it feel a lot heavier than it actually is in my mind. And then when I go back and listen to it on Spotify, I'm like sitting at work or something like that. And it's like, this is good. This is heavy. I enjoy this, but it's not like I, it's not the energy I remember. Oh, okay. okay. And maybe that's what it is. I, yeah. But I'm not a hundred, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is to me. The live set, the music sounds heavier than it does on an album. Yeah. And I, I know what you're talking about with a few of the songs that they play, like, um, that it does sound heavier in person versus on Spotify. But I really found that like, um, on, uh, Blueprints, which is their first album that came out in 2015, um, like Alive and The River are really heavy in my mind, even on Spotify. Um, I don't think we've heard those live. I don't I don't think we've heard those live, but I kind of want to now <laughs> to see what they sound like live. Um, and then uh, Deadweight is also has um, a lot of heavy songs like Stitch and um, Gravity. Um, which gravity they turned into um, an acoustic version. It's on the um, stripped album. Um, but also he mentioned that um, the last song on um, dead, their Deadweight album is Johnny Cash. And that's the first song that they did. And they didn't expect it to do anything. They just played it because it was fun. But it's actually became a very popular song, it sounds you like. You mean on that album, they just sort of like did mm -hmm. it to do it? Yep, yep, yep. So they just, I think they just decided, or you know, they just were like, oh, I'm going to do this. But it's actually turned into a really good song, which is the song that I was like, you should listen to this because I feel like you would like it because you kind of like that country bluesy sound. And it's very much that way. So I don't know what we were talking about before we went no, into that. No, it was just, we were going to go into the tracks themselves. And the, I oh, just okay. wanted to bring up those two things. Okay. So. okay. So yeah, any other like call outs in particular to like the set list that you wanted to bring up? Um yeah, so I mean I could talk about every single song, <laughs> but we don't have time for that. Um so Godspeed is the first song that they came out to, and that's the one 
that back in either October or early November time frame, um, I saw it on uh, Instagram, and that's how I knew. Like, they played, like, just a 30-second clip of it, and that's how I knew that they were going to do an acoustic version, at least some acoustic version. Right. I just assumed it was going to be all acoustic. <clears throat> but, yeah, so when they played the first song, like, nobody stood up. Nobody did anything. So I just kind of followed suit. Like, I was kind of wondering, like, how this was going to go. And, like, I find seeing concerts in seats very boring, except for concerts like this, like this acoustic version or this, um, like, more not heavy type songs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's more enjoyable. Like, when we saw Roger Waters, we were in seats. And I thought that that was absolutely fine. Like, it was very enjoyable. Different vibe. Yeah. But, like, if I was going to see a normal Wage War concert or, like, a Lamb of God concert or Metallica or something, like, well, we did see Metallica in seats. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not something that I want to see from from a seat. A seat. I want to be in the crowd and on the floor. So you said you weren't doing, you were just following suit. But I remember you singing during this song. And I could, like, hear you singing. Yeah. In this, in I didn't say I didn't sing. Oh, you said I you said I didn't, suit. I didn't yeah. stand up. Oh, I thought that I, I took that as like you didn't do anything. You just sat there. Quietly. Oh, no, no. It was but very no, hard for me. You were singing and like putting your hands up and stuff. Yeah, it was very hard for me to just stay in in my seat or whatever. And um, but then when um, A Day to Remember comes out, like people are standing up, they're in the aisles, they're singing, they're, you know, one girl was like head banging and stuff, which I don't really get the head banging aspect but whatever cool do whatever you want to do um so i just i know people were not there to see wage war or majority of the people were not there to see wage war um but immediately after they played like one or two songs i was like i want to see them again because i want to see i had the full effect of seeing them in concert and not be in a seat where nobody around me is singing or you know, anything like that, so. I mean, as the show went on, I definitely heard more and more people singing. Um, a lot more to our right. It seemed that's where a lot of the fans were. I don't know why, but it just came a lot louder from, to, to the, a, there seemed like there was just a lot more people to the right that were singing. They were singing. A good yeah. time during So maybe I should have sat over there. Maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it did seem to take a little bit for people to get into it. Yeah. But then they did get into it, and you could hear people singing and enjoying themselves. Yeah. But you're right. There were no people standing yeah. and doing shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, after Gravity, after they played Gravity, um, I think he asked, like, did you think you were, or who came here to hear drops or something like that? Do you remember what he said? No, I don't remember oh, okay. that at all. Um, so then they play, like, a, the first couple parts of um stitch and um everybody like or like they just stopped playing and everybody in the crowd that is one time where i know people in the crowd were singing but like people in the crowd started singing and then they like immediately stopped playing and they're like nope we're not doing that tonight well it's just like the intro like teasing you like yeah we're gonna play this song and then yeah 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 that's what i meant yeah yeah i got gotcha. you yeah um but i did hear the girl or the person sitting next to me be like what was that <laughs> and then the person that she was with was like, oh, it's a heavier song. So obviously they 
one of them knew wage war, but then the other one didn't. But I, it kind of reminded me because there's so many times where I've we've been at concerts and I kind of like look at you and I'm like, what's going on or what's happening or, you know, whatever. I don't know if it was that or if they were like really genuinely asking like what what was that or what song was that or what was going on sort of thing. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I didn't, I don't know their music that well either. Uh, but I definitely heard you like groan when they stopped playing Stitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I kind of smiled because I was like, oh, was, I, I knew it wasn't Manic, but yeah. it was like, oh, is that one of the heavy songs that you thought they'd play? And I know skipping ahead a little bit maybe, Manic's not on the Stripped album. No. It's not on, um, it wasn't played uh, for that show, for this show either. Right. And I kind of knew it wasn't going to be, especially once it wasn't on the album. But there was a bit of you, I think, that secretly hoped they would play it. So what I secretly hoped was, I, I figured that they were going to play the songs that were on the album, the acoustic versions and everything. But then part of me secretly hoped that they would end with a heavy song and play it in a way that you would play a heavy song and not like an acoustic version of it. So they bring out electric instruments and play that? Yeah. Like, gotcha. I secretly hoped that, but it didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that was the one song that was like, oh, maybe they'll do that. Like, well, they'll just come out or, you know, like do a quick change of instruments and then actually play a heavy song. But, um, I do have to say when they played Circle the Drain, that's the first song I remember them playing. Or It's not the first song that they played with um, when we saw them at Hogsfest, but it's this first song that like... It's the first song you remember. Yeah, like the first one that was like, I need to listen to them again. Gotcha. That sort of thing. So um, when they played the acoustic version, which we've heard because I listened to it on Spotify, but um, when they played it, it was like kind of special in my mind, because I was like, oh, I really enjoy this song. I really um, am glad to hear this as a variety of the song that they played. Um, and then they ended with Johnny Cash, which is the first acoustic type song that they ever put out on an album, um, which they that's when they gave the whole spill of like, yep, yep. Um, we didn't know that this was going to take off into anything and it turned into being a hit that people like, so... Like so, that was their that was their final song for the yep. for the set. Yeah, it was after they said or after they played "Never Said Goodbye," um, which was their seventh song. They were like, "We have two songs left," and I remember being so disappointed because I think it was only like eight thirty at this point, so they'd only played for like thirty minutes, but they only played total for maybe forty minutes. Yeah, forty five minutes or so somewhere yeah, in there. Like, I just felt like it was so short. I really need to see them for an hour and a half, <clears throat> headlining. Hour, hour and a half, two hour set because I really enjoy their music. Yeah. Um, only played for 45 minutes, thereabouts. Kind of knew that was going to be the case because it was funny standing in line to get into the venue. If you're from Chicago or been to Chicago, especially downtown area or the Michigan area, Michigan Mile area, Magnificent Mile, whatever. Magnificent Mile, yeah. Uh, Michigan Avenue. You'll know or you'll see these guys out there drumming away on uh, five-gallon buckets and other shit as well. And they were out there in front of this show as well, banging away. 
doing their drums. And one of the workers, I think, came out and talked to him a little bit and be like, don't go away. There's an intermission. They'll be out here conjugating again. And part of me is like, oh, so they're going to let them come out and smoke. We talked about that at some venues, how you're allowed, like they allow re-entry to go out and smoke yeah. and whatnot or yeah. have designated smoking areas. So that's what I assumed it meant. But then I thought it was weird. He's like, there'll be an intermission. And then we go into the venue and all the workers were like talking to themselves or talking with other other employees, just being like, yep, there's going to be an intermission at 845, intermission, 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 intermission. <laughs> and I was like, there's an intermission? What the fuck? Are there really? Yeah. But then it like, clicked like, oh, no, it's not an intermission. It's a set change. Yeah, like, yeah. But if you think of it in theater terms, that's the intermission. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it was definitely the set change. So I knew that that was happening. I heard somebody say it was at 845. Um, so I knew that they weren't going to play that long. But I was still disappointed. It, it, we've talked about this at other concerts as well, where we know it's about to end or we know how many songs they're playing or whatever the case is. And we're still disappointed when it's over. Yeah, it's one of those things we don't like to like look up a set list before going into a yeah. show. Because that just like tips the hat a little bit, right? Of like, oh, after this song, it's over. Yeah, or yeah. there's 10 songs. I've heard A, it's going to be over yeah. after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a time frame of knowing like the concert has to be done at 1130 or right. something. Which in Chicago happens a lot because I think there's noise ordinances in almost every... Um, Neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Neighborhood is what I was trying to say. So then you had to be done at a certain time. And to some extent, releasing the stripped album before we saw the show or yeah, before we saw the show and listening to it kind of did, did that right. It gave a sense that like, these are the songs I can expect to hear. I'm not going to hear anything else off of this. That's not on this album. So to me, that would be a little disappointing to like, Oh, I guess there's no mystery to this. Like, I'm not going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's where I was hoping that they would come out and play one heavy song. That's not yeah. on the album. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you asked me when we were in Denver, when they released this album, if I wanted to listen to it. And I was like, yes, I want to listen to yeah. it. Where I think if this was a band that you liked, you would have been like, no, I'm not listening to it. It would have been tough, honestly, because... I would want to listen to it right away. Same thing with you. Yeah. But at the same time, I would then, because you kind of know that it's going to be an acoustic album when you see it and kind of understand that. Yeah. But yeah, it would be tough for me not to listen to it, but I think I would try my hardest not to listen to it. I mean, that's not to say like when a new album comes out, I don't listen to it. I listen to it like right away. But then I go to the show. Oh, I hope I hear this. I hope I hear like your favorite songs off that album. Because we've talked about that too, where. Yeah. When an album comes out, the band will tour to promote that album. And some of those songs you only hear that one time. Or at least you're going to hear them very, very rarely on special occasions. Or if the band does like a super deep cut. Like we talked about this with Metallica, right? Where they, at least their old show, not the ones that are coming out in 2023, 2024... <clears throat> as only unique shows, but this year in 2022, we saw them in Vegas and then Lala. And not that they were the exact same set, but we only added like two songs to our playlist yeah. from Lala. Yeah. 
because they have like that two to three song slot that rotates. Otherwise, it's your known songs yeah. that they're playing. Yeah. Um, but that's another one that we kind of knew when it was going to be over because the yeah, noise ordinance. That so. too, right. Exactly. Well, so once you got to a certain point, it's like, oh, wait, they still have to play. Um, I'm going to say Entertainment and Master of Puppets. I don't know what two songs. I think those are the two songs that they ended with. Yeah, I can't remember what but they But like Master is what, like nine minutes long? Eight and a half minutes <laughs> it's, long? It's a long ass song. Yeah. So, I mean, when you get to a certain point of the night, you know that you're not hearing any more songs. And so. Yeah, and also with Metallica, they do this thing. And not, not too many bands do it, but I know they do it. Is they release Doors this time, this act, this act kick off the song, kick off ecstasy, boom, we go on, boom, hard stop. And I think yeah. that's what it was with Lala. It was yeah. like hard curfew or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Or strict curfew or yeah, something. Yeah, like 11.40 or something. It was like, yeah, it was 15, whatever 15, so like 11.15 or Maybe something. Maybe 11.15, yeah. And like to your point, it was like 11.12. Yeah. And, and they hadn't played Master and yet. And you're like... Uh, are they not doing master? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, we're going to say fuck the curfew. and Yeah. I'm sure they were fine for that. Oh, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure they don't care. But, but then they kept talking afterwards. Anyways, this is not to talk about Metallica. Yes. Yeah. But they kept talking afterwards and after. And then finally, Lars got up and they just cut, cut the mic. They cut the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're done. It does go to the point that we're trying to make of, we don't enjoy it, but other people might. Yeah. Of, yeah. We don't like knowing when it's going to end. We don't like knowing the setup or the sort of the the structure. Yeah. Knowing yeah. acoustic is different than knowing knowing those things. I guess you know some of the structure, right? But it then just leaves some mystery or some like I can be excited type thing. Yeah, yeah. I know like so in twenty nineteen we saw Disturbed three times on the Evolution Tour. And I looked up the set list before I don't even know which one was the first one, Rosemont? Um yeah, that was been our first of the actual tour. Yeah. So it must have been before we went to Milwaukee. I looked up the set list and knew exactly what they were going to play. But then we went to Cedar Rapids like the very next night or two nights later or something. And they didn't play 10,000 Fists. And I was just like dumbfounded. Like how did they not play the exact same set list that they played every single night? And how do they not play 10,000 fists? So not dumbfounded, but disappointed yeah. was one word. But also like, why did this happen sort of thing? But um, so I didn't look up the set list for this show for either band um, before going in. But like you said, we had the album. So we kind of knew what they were going to play. Um, you at least knew it was going to be no more songs other than these songs, potentially. I didn't know that. No, I know you didn't. You had, <clears throat> I guess, I didn't know 100% also, but I had a very, very strong suspicion that I did there too. would be no other songs than these 11. Yeah. I, I did too. I just secretly hoped that they would have played one heavy song. Yeah. Or one normal, like one of their songs in the electric version and not acoustic version. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of knew they weren't doing that but i mean i get that i do get that i do um but it all, it all went really well i thought it flowed really well i thought their set was really good i thought the arrangements in this acoustic format 
worked well. So, I mean, all in all, I, I enjoyed their set a lot. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, obviously, I don't. Oh, I, I don't think I have to say that I didn't enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. They did say at the end that they'll see us next year. So you made a comment that every band says that, but I have high hopes that they are on tour next year, and I hope that they come around Chicago, um, either Chicago or Wisconsin or somewhere close to us. So yeah, it'd be fun for sure. It'll be fun for you, too. I'll enjoy it, yeah. So, we'll see. I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy their shows. They're good shows. And like yeah. I said that already. Like, I feel like their show is heavier in person than it is listening to yeah. it by yeah. itself. They put on a really good show when they do put on a show. Um, so, it, it is enjoyable, and it'd be fun to see them again, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait, obviously. And then that brings us to A Day to Remember. Yep. Um. Do you know any A Day to Remember songs? I don't. I, w- I know of them, but I don't know any of their stuff. Yeah. Um, before we get into their actual set, though, let me ask you this. I did leave to get another drink and probably go to the bathroom in between sets. I think you stayed in the seat. Yeah. Did they come back over the PA with the announcement nope. of no photos, no videos? Nope. There was no announcement. So it was only that one at the very beginning, yeah. and it was pretty quiet. Yeah. But once again, people were pretty respectful of it. There yeah. were a few people taking photos. Yeah. And I video. can tell the people in front of us were kind of doing it like secretly, like by they did seat. seem like that. Yeah. So like, I mean, obviously other people heard it, and it wasn't just us. But like we said, nobody was coming around to tell you, like taking your phones, and you didn't have to lock up your phone or anything like that. It was just we didn't do it because we were respecting the wishes of either the venue or the bands. I don't know if it was a venue thing or the bands, yeah. but um, they did say the bands wish that you do not. They did, yeah. Or request. Request that you do not take photos or video. So, I mean, granted, they said that at Romstein too, and we did not follow. Did through. they? Yeah, they did. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think was, you mentioned that a few podcasts yes. ago. So it was after um, Dula Bard went off, um, and then right before Romstein came on, and it was like just a generalized announcement, but it was like, we ask that you do not record the concert. I don't remember that. I mean, I did get up a couple of times before. Oh, you might have been at the restroom. I might have been at the restroom, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that you went up yeah. and yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. But okay, cool, yeah. I guess. I mean, we didn't. But anyway, uh back to a day to remember. Like I said, I know of them. Yeah. Uh I haven't really listened to their music. There were a lot of not a lot of. There were a few Riot Fest shirts I noticed. In oh, okay. walking around the place. Were they at Riot Fest? So they were. If oh, okay. A long time ago or at some point in time. If yeah. you look at our poster we have of the oh, 15th anniversary. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's like 500 bands on there. They are, but they're up toward the top. So, because it's well, alphabetical. A, <laughs> a day to remember. Uh, but, so I kind of knew, like, okay, so they're a Riot Fest yeah, band. Yeah, it I makes get that. sense. I mean, the music really sounds like a Riot Fest. It's definitely Fest. like alternative emo-y yeah. music, right? So, a couple things. They're, so, A Day to Remember and Wage War are from the same city. Um, they're from Osceola, Florida. Ocala, Florida. O- Osceola, Florida? Osceola is the wrong one. Ocala, Florida. O-C-A-L-A. But they're both from the same city. So, I thought that was interesting. That was kind of cool. They did mention they were both from Florida. Yeah. And I think they said... The same city, yeah. I thought I heard, but yeah. Yeah, so I think it's Central Florida. I really don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. It's, I mean, you see it with like, well, maybe this is a large town. I really don't know. But um, you see it with, you know, like Denver, L.A., San Francisco, that sort of thing. Like a lot of bands are from the same area. But for, in my opinion, some no-name town in Florida <laughs> having a, I mean, there's only 63,000 people there. So it's kind of small. Yeah. I mean, bigger than where we're from, but. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up now, I haven't listened to their music as a regular song or like non, non-acoustic version, but they have them as a metalcore, pop punk, post hardcore and alternative rock. Okay. Interesting. I would go with the pop punk and alternative rock, but definitely not metalcore in my opinion. I did listen to one song after this concert i think it's miracle okay it's their newest one okay and it definitely had heavier is it heavy okay okay i need to listen to it i'm i'm gonna be honest but we just saw this concert last night so i've not listened to this yet i did i did enjoy that song when i did listen to it so what you put on the playlist are these the heavy versions or these acoustic versions these are the heavy versions they didn't necessarily have an acoustic track with the exception of one song okay Um, and so I can't remember exactly when it was, either the second song or the third song. It's the third song. Um, But there was one of them that when it got over, I was like, that sounds very country. And I don't think it was the third (gasps) song. No, that's the second song. Yeah. So the second song, it was, they got over, and I think I turned to you, and I was like, this sounds very country. Yeah, yeah. And then they played the third song um, of the night, which was Downfall of Us All. Once again, sounded very country. Um, After the song... They're like, Alex Milton did a cover of this song or did a version of this song, and we liked that so much, we just decided to keep playing that song. Yeah. But before they even started playing, they were like, we're going to do a cover of a cover of our oh, original they song. they did. Yep, yeah. 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 Uh, they did do that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And at the end, they said that we that they liked Alex Milton's yeah. version the better than their original, so that's the one that they play now. Yep. So... That's the version of it I put on the playlist yeah, as well. Yeah. I didn't put That's their cool. version. That's cool. Um, but it, that seemed to be then a common theme throughout their set is a lot of their stuff to me came out sounding very country, yeah. very twangy. Yeah. So I am very interested because after the second song, which was very country sounding. Now, I haven't listened to the original version, but... Um, and the second song was um, City of... Ocala. 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 Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but it's the city that they're from. Okay. Um, that both bands are from. But before they played that, he said, as a joke, obviously, he's like, now this is a song that we asked for a mosh pit. Now we're in a theater that's full of seats. Like, there's no way. That, I mean, granted, you could mosh in the aisles or whatever. And I think I even joked. I, I like put my finger up, like, circle it around, you know, like in the aisles. But, um... I want to listen to it because I'm just like, it did not sound heavy to me at all. Or no way that it could be heavy. Because like you said, it was very country sounding. But I'll, I'm really interested now to go back and listen to it. All in all, they ended up playing 20 tracks. So That's pretty good. Pretty long set. I mean, yeah. their songs are no more than like four minutes. Yeah, they're they're shorter. <clears throat> Averaging around like right around three and a half or so. so. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily super long songs, but at the same time, it's still 20 minutes. Yeah. So three song uh, encore. Um, There's some 
songs. Oh, the other one that they said is heavy is Resentment. And I think I did listen to that today. And it is a heavier song. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say like heavy, heavy, but it is heavier for the genre of the band. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, people were into this. There were a oh lot of gosh, people yes. standing up, yeah. dancing, having a good time. Um, it started with a few people and then it grew and grew and grew. Yeah. Like everybody, most people were there to see a day to remember and oh, not sure. to see Rage War, which is common for a headlining band. Yep. Yep. Um, a lot of the lyrics. I'm a lyrics person, so I listen to the words a lot. And with acoustic versions, you can hear them very well. And a lot of the lyrics of these are like, of their songs are like relationship based or like my relationship's over or. That's definitely like the teen, teenage angst emo yes, aspect. Yes, yes, yeah. So when you said it sounds country, I think I made a comment on the way home that's like the male version of like Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Which I really don't know Taylor Swift songs. I just know that. About Every song she has is about a breakup she had yep. with some yeah. famous <laughs> yeah. person. But with the lyrics of the song, I can understand as having a female body or female mentality of how many other people who probably identify as female there and how into the music they were. Because like, if I was hearing this in my young 20s, I probably would have been really into it. I just have to say. No, I'm not saying, yeah. I mean, it's, I definitely didn't enjoy the acoustic versions of these songs. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they already came out of country. I'm not a big country fan. Very, very low on country, honestly. Um, and they came out sounding very twangy yeah. and that like, Country and then it, well, it's not even like the old country; it's the pop. It's country the pop country, yeah. That's that like going on now. right now, right. yeah. So yeah. It, that's how I felt when I heard the songs. Um, hearing a few, like I said, I listened to them for a little while after the concert. In the normal versions of the songs and on acoustics, I enjoyed. Um, not something I'm reaching out for all the time, but like I said, they were at Riot Fest. If they're at Riot Fest again, I'll definitely go check oh, their yeah. set out yeah, and yeah. hang out and watch that, right? Unless, yeah. obviously, there's, like, Slipknot Slayer on the other <laughs> say, stage, right? I'm going to go check that out instead. Yeah. But um, I agree with you. I could see how people get into this. Yeah. Um, it's more they did, mainstream, so. too. Like, the sound, the sound of it's more mainstream than a lot of um, what I would like more of what we li normally listen to like the metal versions of the or metal songs um isn't really mainstream where i'm sure this is played on what what concert did we just go to so q101 q101 this was probably stuff that's played yes. on q101 yeah um just like thinking like we talked about with that like going back home we listened to laser and mm -hmm. rock 108 yeah this, this isn't music you wouldn't find on rock 108 or laser no. on some of those other alternative stations you're yeah. gonna find this yeah so yeah yeah but i mean i'm sure people this is like I said, like it's more mainstream, so probably more people are into it. I personally am going to check out more of the music. Now, it's not like the first time I saw Wage War where I'm like, oh, my God, I have to listen to this again. But I'm personally going to listen to every single song and probably more of their songs. Because I, I did enjoy the songs. But then again, like I said, it might be the female version of me. But, you know, like the lyrics resonate more to me because I'm female. 
You know, and, and I agree. That's why they're on the playlist, right? Like, they're definitely something I will check out again and see again. Um, just, I don't know, something about this concert, I was like, ugh, I don't enjoy this. I mean, what do you think about the last song when they came out with the washboard? <laughs> was that the last song? I think so, yeah. Like the last of the main set or the last last song? I think it's the last last song. I don't I, I don't know. I thought that was just funny. Yeah, it was funny, um, yeah. I the the woman behind us either after the first song of the encore or during the first song of the encore. I can't remember at what point, but I heard her turn to her the person she's with and something along the lines of I think we're gonna stand up. I I'm like struggling with the the I can't stand up type thing. I'm in a yeah, theater. Yeah. It's like, oh, but other people are standing up. You can just hear the struggle, the inner struggle she was having. And it was like a one-sided conversation. It was like so quick because it was like boom, boom, boom. But it yeah. was something along the lines of, I'm going to stand up. Should I stand up? Other people are standing up. Fuck it. I'm going to stand up. And then when she stood up, like that's when everybody in the yeah. crowd stood up. Yeah. So it was like one of those things like, I, I really want to do this. I don't, uh, I'm going to piss off the people behind me because I'm going to block their view. Like you can just hear those, like the, the, the wheels turning in their head and like, yes, do it. No, don't do it. Yes, do it. Like the two angels, yeah. the angel and demon whatnot, yeah. right? So I, I, I enjoyed that aspect or that moment a lot. Yeah. I was going to say like when we were seated, um, I do like theater seatings because like the rows are staggered so like you don't have one seat behind the other seat you're like looking over the between the two shoulders yeah so you're looking through the shoulders so i was able to see the entire set for both bands um because of how the seats are where a lot of times in concerts if sometimes i have to bop my head or whatever but like you have to i have to i personally have to try to find a hole which i don't think you have as much problem but you're um probably six inches seven inches taller than i am so but um, I can see where if everybody was standing up and then you're like thinking in your mind, like, should I stand up? Like, I'm going to be blocking somebody because then you you lose that um, viewability of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we talked a lot about Wage War. Um, but then again, I went to see Wage War. Um, that's the reason why I pointed this out and said, like, hey, let's go check this out. I enjoyed seeing a different type of concert. Um than what we normally see. Um, now it is a band that I'm familiar with, but it's in a different setting and um, a different venue and that sort of thing than what we normally see. Um, so if if a day to remember comes back for just a regular show, playing the radius and whatnot, right? Just down the road a bit. Are we going to see that or are we going to probably pass on that? Right now I would say pass, but that's just because I haven't, listen to their music again i'm in the i'm in the hard pass as well um but if they're at riot fest i'm gonna go check out their yeah, set there yeah it's one of those, if they're at a festival i'll do that but i'm yeah. not gonna see them as a standalone headline yeah impact. and i guess it i mean it all depends on who they're with as well like if they're headlining and wage wars with them again hell yeah i'm going right i don't see that happening but i mean then again if it's them and one of the bands that we saw a couple nights ago at the Argonne. No, I'm not going again. 
So I don't know. But maybe my mind will change like once I listen to the music again and, you know. Yeah, I, I'm in like a... I'm I, I mean, honestly, to think about like when we saw Jack White at Argonne and the two bands that were with him, to me, it was boring to stand there and listen to that type of music. I like, if I'm going to listen to a concert, like I like the crowd aspect and the crowd moving and pits happening and everything like that. I like that. That's what makes a concert enjoyable to me. Standing for four hours and just listening to music is not enjoyable to me. See, and I think I think this will have more of a crowd energy for A Day to Remember than those other two it, and possibly would. Possibly it could, yeah. I just, I'm not into the music as much. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed the music the little bit I did listen to of the normal unacoustic versions, right? Um, but to me, it's still not enough to bring me to a headlining show to see. Yeah, and I haven't listened to it to know, but based off of what I've heard already, that's what, where I was coming from of like, I don't know if I, and also, also I only have this and um, the Jack White concert of like an alternative rock band type concert to compare it to. And I did not like that crowd aspect. So I don't know if I would like this crowd aspect or what. When he said that he asked for a circle pit during like the second song, I need to listen to it. But that's just, so I, I don't know what it would look like, to be honest. I mean, I don't think it's going to be aggressive if it is a pit. Maybe I need to look up some YouTube videos or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, with everything we've said and with my personal thoughts, With, I did not enjoy this music. I did not enjoy the acoustic version. The I did not. Let me rephrase that. I did not enjoy the acoustic versions of these songs. Um, of both bands, or just a day to remember. So, I'm not as big on Wage Wars. As I you know. Are. Yeah. Um, I think they're fine. They're a band I'll go check out. They're not like, oh my god, they're here. I need to seem like you are because they're one of your favorite bands, but whatever. That's our different personalities, our different tastes. That's fine. You can do that. Um, so their acoustic set, I did enjoy their acoustic set, but it's still not like, oh my God, this is awesome. I need to now listen to that album again and again and again type thing. Um, when you then also layer on a day to remember not liking their music because it sounds too country like the overall concert itself was eh to me. It was fine at best. However, with all that said, even though the concert I thought was fine, I still loved it. And here's why. I love when bands do this weird acoustic sort of special type shows and they don't do them that often. Like Wage War said, like we said earlier, they did pressure and that was what gave them the like the motivation or the courage to think that hey we can do an acoustic album we can do an acoustic concert tour um metallica's done their um all within my hands 2019 i believe it was all acoustic set yeah which i thought was the first time they did an all acoustic set but then they apparently did a um back in like the 90s at some point uh, they did a like a, a acoustic set for a um, 
for like a charity to raise money and whatnot. And that was just part of their last vinyl club of this year that we just got. So it's like, it's very rare that bands do this kind of stuff. Metallica also did their S and M. They've done that twice, one and two, like a 20 year anniversary. So you're not getting this with the live orchestra behind us, all acoustic set of a heavy metal band. So when bands do this kind of stuff, I love to go to go see this and see it because it is a new unique experience to see that band do that. It's not something you're going to see that often, if ever again. So it is sort of a once in a lifetime moment in some cases. So because of that uniqueness, I loved it and I want more bands to do stuff like that. It's not something I want to see every single show. I now want to go see something super heavy and, you know, get back into the rhythm of doing that. But I do like this. Let's change it up and let's do these weird things. And I wish more bands would do weird things like this. Yeah. I get what you're saying with that. Um, the special shows are um, more unique and more special to go to. And I liked like that when we can go to them to be able to see them. Um, I have to be honest, this show, I don't even know when I found out about this show, but Rammstein, I was super excited for this year. But then once we found out about this show, I've thought about it a lot. I've been really excited for it. I've been, you know, like, I mean, I was excited for like, see, I don't know where we found out about it, but like, I was super excited for like Lamb of God and Ghost and those, but we had seen those before. Granted, I've seen Wage War before, but it, not in this version. And I was super excited to go um, just to hear the music and also to see what it was going to be like. Um, I agree that it's not something that I'm probably going to seek out much. But if any other band that we follow closely or anything like that does a special show like this, more than likely we're going to check it out. Um, I loved going in the venue of Chicago theater as well. I think it fit really well, really, really well. Um, I think if we saw this at like the Argonne or the radius or something, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because of the aspect that I just said, where I don't really want to just stand for four hours and listen to music. I want to be in the crowd. I want to, you know, feel the energy and everything like that. And I don't feel like this would have brought that at all. So um, yeah, I'm ready to go see something heavier too. So, so yeah, I mean, agreed hundred percent. This was, this was awesome. Glad you found it. Glad we went to it. Um, all because of you really. I mean, if I found this, I would have like just shrugged it off. So I think if it, because it was wage war. Yeah. That's why we went. I mean, honestly, if we hadn't heard about, if I didn't see wage war in, um, with Godsmack, Maybe we would have, I would have gotten into them with Three Days Grace. More than likely, I would have oh, yeah, when I we went so. to Denver. But um, yeah, like, thank you, Wage War, for, <laughs> for going to Hogsfest because, you know, that's where I found them and I really enjoy them now. So, I mean, yeah, once again, go check out live music, go check out the weird shit that's out there. Yeah. You're gonna- see these special shows yeah see special shows yeah don't just be like i only listen to one thing like go see something different that you normally don't check out sometimes yeah so go see live music go check out new things and go have fun see you around thanks guys